Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Google has many ways they're taking over the world. We'll show you that next. You are tuned into Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Bridget, whose man's a midget. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down. Uh, tech news and nerd culture from black and brown geek perspective. As always, I'm Joe Braswell, and I'm joined by my man Akili Shine. Akili Shine, man, in the building, man. This souls of mischief, bruh. Souls of mischief. There's a lot of people out of the Bay Area, Oak Town, uh, you know, 1992 slash 93. Very, very, uh, very good time for hip hop. Interesting time in hip hop. I would posit that it's the it was the best time for hip hop. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I would have to agree. <laughs> I mean, just in terms of, I mean, from a production standpoint, uh-huh. even to a lyrical standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of great uh, IP was created in in that window of time from yep. like ninety one to like I would say even ninety six. You know, you got a shift. You know, well that kind of started around I would say you know maybe late eighty like like late eighties or eighty nine with De La and mm-hmm. Jungle Brothers and Tribe, and Tribe mm-hmm. but kind of went on through you you see that in Souls of Mischief, you saw it in Far Side. Exactly. I know. mean West Coast uh yeah. Renaissance essentially yeah. in that time too, you know. Very specific. <clears throat> we kinda of went from just straight gangster rap and very you know yeah. um strong uh, more diversification samples to yeah. some other Soul, stuff. yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was my wheelhouse. I was forty five. Ninety three. Holy smokes. But, uh, but welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Uh lot, lots of lots to talk about today. Um I, I did one thing I do want to talk about before we get into some things are the Emmys. Because yeah, um yeah, yeah. we didn't get a chance to talk Emmys. We talked we, we did a little Emmy preview. Mm-hmm. We got some Emmy results. Um I mean a lot of good stuff for black folks, a lot of good stuff for uh, non-traditional thing people coming up yeah um they're kind of breaking that mold we, we, we teased the, the old school mode of like Frasier winning every year yeah uh what did you what did you, did you first of all did you watch did watch okay what, what did you think of the first of all, what did you think of the telecast the broadcast itself and Jimmy and then what did you think of the results I thought Jimmy was funny um I thought he had some great moments um, I mean, he, he was he was kind of going for for people's heads a bit, yeah. Um, and I loved it. Kind of lo- what, what he does, exactly. I loved it. I, th- I thought he he held up and he did a great job. Um, in terms of the diversity and representation of of winners, I think we were definitely we definitely had some moments with that as well. And you know, proud for uh, for Regina taking home two two in a, two in a row, she was killer. Um, definitely killing. It. And that was one of my favorite shows, American Crime. I, I love that show. Yeah, um, the show that I'm, I continue to sleep on because I'm a moron. Show's dope, man. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, man. I mean, overall, I thought it was I thought it was entertaining and great. And I mean, we just interviewed the president of, of FX the other day, and yep. FX FX as a network had the most win- wins of of anybody. Netflix, <laughs> HBO, everybody yeah. included. FX had the most. That's they're, crazy. They're, they're doing ridiculously incredible yeah. work. I mean, just just with this is last year. Just with Fargo season two and People versus OJ alone, right? They're dominating. But then you sprinkle in all their series, exactly. And then they're premiering with new series like Atlanta, Atlanta and, and Better and Things. I'm caught up, by the way. No, uh, I want you to take on that too. Yes, and better things, and um, yeah, man. I don't know. Like, I, I, it's good. I, I agree with you. I thought, you know, the, the the telecast itself, I thought was was I thought was good. I thought it was pretty. You know, the the actual Emmy. I, I like the way the producers put the Emmy 
telecast kind of in the background mm. so there wasn't a lot of like crazy montages or mm. a bunch of sketches yeah. or a bunch of like stuff that they had to do yeah. or, or, or performances. Well they've done in previous years. Yeah right. and they just kind of put the whole thing in the background let Jimmy step up and shine. Jimmy was solid. Yeah. He was self-deprecating as well as kind of went for people's heads. Yeah. And like, like this is TV so let's not take ourselves very seriously. Right. It was, it was, it was, it was great. I mean the, the Bill Cosby joke. <laughs> that was good. That was silence in that Man, piece. Man my goodness. <laughs> silence. He also good with the Matt Damon thing was fun. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, I think I think Jimmy, um, you know, Jimmy's my, you know, people a lot of talk about you know Fallon who's great and you know and and and, uh, and Conan and all those other folks, but like Jimmy and, and James Corden, but Jimmy's kind of like been a slow creeper. He's he's a guy. He's just outworking everyone. He's yeah. worked so hard for a guy that was just a radio guy, mm-hmm. not a comedian, not super like you know funny, but not a you know, not a stand up. Mm-hmm. And for him to just kind of work his way up from twelve o'clock. To from the radio to that from the man show to twelve o'clock to like, you know, he's up there. Definitely up there. He's doing a great job. So I'm, 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 he's, I think he's kind of he's kind of like like the tortoise in the sense that no, he's not splashy, yeah. but he's just working. You know, Absolutely. Cal Ripken or somebody. Um, Moving forward, man. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed. I, I was very very happy to see uh, my girl Tatiana Matslani win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was actually out of my chair for that. It was great. I, I thought. Um, uh, my man, uh, Chris Darden's, like, um, I think the actor, I drum blank on my actor's name. His, uh, speech was fantastic. I yeah. The speeches were great. I thought yeah. the, uh, the Asian brothers, uh, speech, uh, Aziz's yeah. partner was great. Absolutely. A lot, a lot of diversity talk in there. Someone, Aziz's partner. Aziz's yeah, partner, yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, all the stuff, all the, uh, Jill Soloway stuff and, 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 uh, you know, and, um, Jeffrey Tambor stuff and transgender was great. It was, mm-hmm. it's a really good sort of, Reflection actually feel, feels like a reflection of the town in a positive way. Yeah, it's definitely know? going in a positive way. Yeah, um, it's still not like there, of but course, it's, but, but, it's, it's, but it's, it's not the Oscars either. It's progress. You know? Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on, but real quick before we jump into these tech stories and tech news, I do want to ask you specifically about Atlanta. Yes, we, don't, we don't have a lot of pop culture in the show, so we get the pop culture on the way at the top. Uh, you, you watched. You're in. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, all, all the things that we kind of outlined last week in terms of the cinematography and the, the way that it's constructed and the, the usage of humor, all those things are great. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I love what they're able to do in, in the span of 30, 30 to 45 minutes. Like, I think it's great. Um, I, I was a bit, I was a bit uh, shook by the the, epi- the epithets that were being used. I didn't know that they were going that hard with yeah. it. Um, Especially with the F-bombs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I had no idea. N like, bombs, f bombs. Yeah, yeah. Going on one of them, was, one of them was really jarring to me. I was like, whoa! I, <laughs> I was like, holy smokes! Right. But I mean, I get, I get, I get the the dialogue they want people to have um, around that word, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see um, narratively where it goes. Um, I, I, I love the setting of the table and the environment, and you know, getting the characters to to kind of emerge with their with their character um, descriptions and all that stuff. But I think overall the show is awesome, and I'm glad that it got renewed for season two already. Um, I think that it's phenomenal, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I want to talk specifically about, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but specifically about episode four, mm-hmm. because it deals a lot, you know, speaking to our show, it deals a lot with sort of technology and social media and sort of the rise of social media stars mm-hmm. and kind of what that means and doesn't mean as it relates to music mm-hmm. and culture mm-hmm. and hip-hop culture and youth culture and millennial culture. Uh, I thought it was very, very, very well done. I think it was yeah. like just above satire. It wasn't yeah. even like a satire. It was like pretty, pretty spot on. Absolutely. Also funny, poignant, made you think about stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, I like my man, the Asian guy who was like the the, the the mysterious race dude dropping dropping the M bombs everywhere, having everybody look. What is? What are you? <laughs> uh, all that was just so extremely well done, written by Donald Glover. What, what did you? Do you have any specific takeaways from that one? Or that's the one I was referring to. Oh, okay, that's the one yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> but I definitely like the themes that are being explored. You know, from you know. I guess prison industrial complex that scene where I mean it's not prison but it's jail where you know all the, all these black men are in jail yeah. and, and you know I don't want to give it away but the the brutality in that one scene it's a crazy scene you know what I'm saying like crazy because you, you you go from like laughing as everyone does to right. like oh, oh this is real exactly and, and in, in a weird way that's like it's shocking but not surprising you're like oh right. well that's, that's what you know yeah that's what happens. And I mean, and I think this is what makes this is the last note I have. I think this is what makes a good story, um, and what makes good characters where there's is their conflict, obviously, um, and the, them exploring um, the various contradictions that they have. And so I think each character has huge conflicts, huge contradictions. Like in one sense, you know, trying to do right, but in another sense, you know, they, they're they're confused and, and misdirected. And so I think the the collision of those two things and how how they're you know unraveling through the course of the season I think is pretty fresh and each character right. like from from my man's baby mama to mm-hmm. to uh, paper boy to yeah. everybody everybody has their own their own set of issues that they're trying to explore and unravel and, and deal with and, and I like the fact that it has a, a the, the, the degree of authenticity yeah so. <clears throat> my man I think his name is Darius the, uh, the best friend is like quickly becoming like one of the best characters in TV, like with his complexity, he's like a really like, talking about the Snoop character. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah the guy that plays Snoop, he's just yeah. sort of funny, complex. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, uh, it's just all, all of it's really, really great. And the humor is very dry. No one's laughing. No one's smiling. No one's cracking jokes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but of, of the three main characters, I don't think I don't think any of them ever smile. Like yeah, they, they smile know. a few times. But I get uh, what you're saying though. Yeah, but in terms of uh, Paperboy, I, I haven't seen Paperboy smile once. <laughs> Like every his whole expression is like you're all ridiculous. I think that um only the only one other thing I wanted to say was um about uh oh as it relates to their use was was interesting too the use of children in this and, and the way they talk about kids both in this episode and I think it was episode two yeah. when uh when when the kids found out it was Paperboy and they're playing they're shooting yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Paperboy, bitch! Yeah. Like, shit each other, uh, and his like bewilderment of that. But like this last one is it just reminded me of that old Dave Chappelle right. bit, you know, with the baby coming to the window. Like it was a kid was going off. That kid was, I don't know. I, I so I, I'm always like a, a guy who does not like that. Like I don't like seeing like you know five year olds curse or, yeah. or, or nine year olds cuss like that. But that was funny. Last note, I already said that last note from before. But mm-hmm. this one I thought was very potent. In the sense of their exploration of, of I guess the poverty complex, how yep. how a lot of black folks, because they're they are trying to you know get their 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 ends met and dealing with survivability of putting food on the table and keeping you know a warm home, they don't have the luxury or the flexibility to have strategic investments. And yep. so having I keep forgetting the dude's name or the other character, but having his thought process like I'm going to do this, this, and this to be able to flip this to get this yeah. and it might take a little bit longer to grab it but I'm about to have some stacks he flipped that 170 into three, 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 three stacks that to me that to me was genius <laughs> and just the, the fact that they posited that as something that we should probably like right. have more conversation about like don't let's not always be so short sighted let's kind of have some long game some long vision too so. right uh, and the journey through that was was, was, was hilarious yeah. I thought that was all very well done mm-hmm. anyway um I mean, and Prophet Lover, man, the writing, the writing's good. I mean, I think there's a good team. The writing and directing together and the acting is really good. 
it feels like a very good creative expression. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm happy for all of them and all involved. And the imagery. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and everybody involved. Okay, so into technology. Uh, a lot of Google. A lot of Google. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is Google has unveiled something called Google Trips, which people are calling, like, one of the best travel apps ever. Basically, it's called, it's basically, it's called Google Trips, and it allows you to sort of, uh, it takes it one step further than, like, a kayak or anything else. Not only does it allow you to sort of book your travel and hotels, but it you can create an itinerary which doesn't sound like it's that amazing. But when you th- incorporate all of the Google technology, like maps and the, the the search engine, which is Google, which is uh, ubiquitous, and you, you can create this sort of like your entire trip that's on your smartphone. <clears throat> that is, uh, you can you can map your stops, your 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 food, your travel, everything else. And I guess in the, in the example they showed, you're traveling somewhere and you have no Wi-Fi. It's already all on your phone, already downloaded, ready to go. It's it's I think it's kind of smart. It's just way to use all the tools we already use. Yeah. But sort of combine them into one. So what do, what do you think of this? I agree. I think it's using all the tools that one would use when abroad or traveling, and you know, putting in a centralized location. I think for Google, it's just another opportunity for them to mine information because that's what they're doing to be able to make these recommendations for you. They're going into your Gmail account and looking for certain phrases and, and words that enable them to recommend, hey, you should eat here or you should go here because your your set of preferences kind of pointed pointed into, the, into that direction. So, I mean, I, I think that's a, a smart way for, for Google to be able to, to leverage that information um, and, and maybe possibly segue that into you know some more ad ad game because it's offering for other businesses to be able to get their 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 storefront you know in front of in front of eyes in a different way um but i don't know if i personally would use this if i'm traveling i would kind of i don't know i i would have to like you know play with the app a little bit more and just explore that first but it just seems like like a whatever app you know i don't mm-hmm. think i would be in in Paris and oh let me use the Google Travel app real quick. I don't mm-hmm. think that would happen, you know. Well, I think I think that what, what they want to get you to do is it's all about the planning stage in theory, like right. So when you're at home planning the stuff on your computer, you got it all planned out. You have your whole trip planned. You upload that to your phone or, or plan on your phone. So yeah. when you're already out there, it's just a, it's a it's a folder. You open yeah. it up and your whole to there. And I I agree. I will not be like. Where am I going today? Let me pull up my Google travel app. However, if I did do, which I often do, all the research, the restaurants, the museums, and this and that, you know, what you're going to do, and loaded that somewhere, I might use that. Yeah. I might use that as, as a planner, but not, but it, it all it eats into your ability to how much planning ahead do you do? There's, right. there's certain kinds of travelers who are very yeah. experiential. There's certain types of travelers who like... Goosey Yeah, some, yeah. some people like want to know everything, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in between. Sometimes I want to know everything, right. and sometimes I kind of want to experience. So, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how other giants like Facebook and others in Twitter maybe incorporate some of the same stuff. But what they can't do is, is you know, this is another way that Google is... You know, even more so than Apple, just really, it's just it's, a, it's a kind of a flex move. Like we're everywhere. Yeah. Like we, we, our search is so strong, our our presence is so strong. We can, we got your flights, we got your cars, we got your mm-hmm. hotel, we got the map, we yeah. got the you know the ratings. Absolutely. You know, so uh, you want to watch a YouTube clip, like whatever you want. You know, watch a movie, we got you. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. So uh, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Um, next, Google is doing something on t- October fourth. I don't know what it is, but they're unveiling something. Uh, is it? I mean, it's a phone. Is it? Is, is it? Is it an app that's a part of a phone? Is it? Is it media? But they're they're doing a whole rollout video and and especially like in New York City, a lot of these uh, 
I think we have showed if you're watching on YouTube, they have like this uh, giant, you know, sort of a I don't know what it's you a call rectangle. It. Yeah, like a, it's a rectangle. It's the shape of the phone. Mm-hmm. And if you look, and it's also on sides of buildings, mm-hmm. and it just has the rectangle. Um, looks like the shape of a smartphone with October fourth. The video. Uh, is interesting because it has the search bar as we know it as a search bar and expands from a search bar into the rectangle size of a phone. So, what are your predictions? What do you think this is? Um, I think it's uh, some hardware. I think that it's yeah, it's probably going to be a smartphone. Um, and yeah, they need to they need to still be in that market and, and compete. And I feel like that they're going to yeah drop drop it on October fourth. Obviously, I don't know if it's going to be earth shattering or something that is actually newsworthy. But you know, we'll see. I I, I love the ambiguity and the, the strategy of of keeping of keeping it kind of like tucked and having people ask questions like what's going on. I, I love that part right. about it. But I hope that. I hope that that's, that strategy, you know, there's a payoff at the end. You know, I hope that they come with some really advanced technology, which I don't think they will. Well, what's interesting about the strategy is it makes you wonder, are they dropping the product or the app on October 4th? Or are they announcing it on October 4th? Because any rollout, yeah. you can't just drop it on October 4th. Like, who's going to run out and get it? I'm like, right. I don't know what it is. Like, you know, it's, so. probably, it's probably an announcement. They're just, you know, putting the red carpet down first and, uh, yeah, getting people, getting people, you know, interested. Okay. Uh, another Google, this is an all Google all the time story. Uh, Google is uh, stepping up its, its sort of social arm here. And they're actually doing a thing, which I think is kind of interesting. It's gotten all of its YouTube stars um, to, and they're doing this campaign called Vote IRL, which is, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm not a millennial. So it just seems kind of corny to me. I don't know if this resonates with, with millennials or not. But on, What's corny about it? Well, on paper, I mean, just the, <clears throat> the hashtag's corny to me. Oh, okay. But the name of the campaign. But on paper, yes, you take all these YouTube stars, which, like, combined have in the billions of views, right? Combined. Yeah. You know, so they, they, they're definitely, if you take those eight to ten YouTube stars, you're mm-hmm. talking about a billions of views. So right. you can argue that their reach is stronger than Trump's or Clinton's, you know, in, in millennials. They, absolutely. What they're absolutely we're doing right now. So yeah. the idea of, uh, and also Google's very aware of what people are talking about, what people are sharing, what people are, or what are in comment sections, mm-hmm. what are in comment sections of YouTube videos, what, what, you know, all this stuff, they have all this data. If they do. So what they're able to say is that this is the most talked about election and people do care. Millennials are involved and they do, they are on, they are online about it, but, but it's not translating to actually voting. Right. So get out and vote in real life vote IRL I like the idea of the campaign it just seems a little corny but what do you think um, I don't think it's corny I think it's meeting the people where they are you know um, and the people the you know the millennial generation that's going to be voting in this election where they are is on YouTube they're on Facebook they're on Twitter they're on Snapchat they're on Instagram so to be able to leverage you know the influence of some of some of some of the YouTube stars that are develop, producing and developing content that people follow and, you know, trying to empower people in the sense that they have a voice and they're able to exercise their citizenship through voting. I think it's a strong, it's a, it makes a strong case um, because you rather hear it from someone that, you know, reflects you, looks like you, that's in your peer group versus some old geezer telling you to vote. So yeah. I get it from that perspective. Do you think it'll <laughs> work? I, I agree with you. The campaign idea is great. Right. I mean, you got to do something. Do I think it'll work? Do you think it'll get millennials out into the streets and activate um, them to I, vote? I don't think that solely will do it. I think that, you know, 
more than ever, I think people are more dialed in, especially younger folks are more more dialed in than ever because of technology and because mm-hmm. of the, the access to information. And you know, we're, we're learning 24-7. We're learning all the time. We're, we're engaged with a piece of content all the time. So I think people, generally speaking, are more dialed in. And I think people, generally speaking, are more apathetic. So I'm on the fence about whether or not it'll work as it relates to people going to the to the voting polls and actually exercising that right. But in terms of awareness, I think it will work. Right. But I don't know if it'll translate into them actually, like I said, voting. So right. I, li- I like the, I, what I like about this is it's it's a way like to, this is what's interesting to me about this is that, you know, the right um, tend to they have, they have a tendency to make uh, technology companies and technology a partisan thing, yeah. like Facebook. They're, they're, you know, just but just by the game is rigged, right? Despite right. Facebook being involved in anything at all, it's like okay, well, they, clearly we know where their loyalties lie. Mm-hmm. Google, we know where their loyalties mm-hmm. lie. Well, Google is beyond partisanship. Everyone uses Google. Google is ubiquitous, and frankly, the idea of of, of talking and trying to get millennials to vote, or even get you know, getting you know people of color to vote, mm-hmm. or you know, we're getting blacks and Latinos to vote. Um, that's not a partisan. That's not partisan. And now, it's, it, it, now it, it does obviously it's bad for one side. Better for one side because you do know if millennials and, and Latinos and Black folks vote, then we all know what, what, what the <laughs> this is kind of a landslide. But and you know, one side is about keeping those people from voting. So it's just I, I'm just kind of commenting on, on the criticism. Of, I think of, the criticism of, is of, retarded. Of involved, retarded. It's ridiculous. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, All right, we can move on. I, I, well, well said. Uh, I do want to. I do want to talk to you about our friends at DraftKings because it is football season, and 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 fantasy football season is here. As as I talk about, I play every week. Right now, I am winning in one league, losing in another, but I am always winning on DraftKings because um, you know I, I got to start for free. I got to play every week. And uh, and I, I won money. I know people who won big money. Um, there's a dude who just won a million dollars in some contests last week. Like that, that I know a guy who knows a guy who won that money. So maybe he can give me some of that money. The guy knows a guy. Anyway, DraftKings.com, as you know, it's the biggest fantasy football contest um, around. Uh, it's the destination to play fantasy football. You don't have to play a whole season. You can play one one game at a time. Sorry, one week at a time. <laughs> you can go against your buddies. You can go against your friends. You can go against the entire league. You can win your share of a lot of money. Uh, no season long co- commitments. It's fun. You can figure out way like to be what kind of GM you really are by picking your players. What you want to do is go to DraftKings.com now. Choose your players for this weekend's contest. Enter our promo code GEEK. You can play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code GEEK to play for free. You can share it over $1 million in total prizes this weekend only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may reply. Check out the website for details. Let's go. Let's uh, go. DraftKings is, is the place to be. Yeah, uh, it is. Continue with our Google Google Palooza. Um, <laughs> we're on our, uh, Seriously, man. Google's vision of driverless car- cars it, it seems to be here. The government seems to step in and, 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 and taking some steps to say, uh, well, before they were worried about like you know cars not having brakes for the yeah. passenger, cars not having steering wheels. So now they're kind of like loosening up on that. The the NHTSA, which is the National Highway Tra- Hi- National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, a, a board I've never heard of in my entire life. Oh yeah, I got my cousin. He he works for. Oh that. yeah, it's the NTSA. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, they uh, yeah, they, they've got a new policy, and they they, they want people to, to submit a 15-point safety assessment where automakers can talk about how and why this will work, and it seems to be this is loosening up. So they're yeah. coming, right? I mean, it's loosening up in the sense that you know they're even allowing them to make the argument. Yeah. Um, because before it's like, yo, you can't even you can't even argue your case. Like, right. nah, this is not safe. We're not going to even promote this idea because it could be destructive. So, right. but I, I love the fact that there's a little bit more flexibility and it's giving is giving these you know these innovations an opportunity to actually you know see the light of day um and i i believe like we're right there we're right there the car i mean the technology is already there we yeah. just need you know we need the legalities to kind of uh lessen and and be less restrictive so that you know we can actually start to really propel the technology forward yeah. um and i think google you know has always been a proponent of this and probably like the fir- one of the first to be able to to bring this te- technology to market. So I'm interested to see what Tesla does, what Google does yeah. um, as it relates to these, uh, like I said, these flexible legalities. So, I, You know, one thing I never wondered, I uh, never understood about driverless cars, which I, I understand in urban areas, in the cities, L.A., New York, Chicago, like, how do they park? I mean, are they just dropping you off on the curb? What do you mean? I mean, like, if you roll up to a spot, like, even outside here, it's all parallel parking. There's no parking. I mean, they search have, for a spot. We have cars now that park themselves. Why can't they park themselves? No, I, I understand the idea of them getting to the destination, but how do they look for a parking spot? Oh, you know I, I mean, oh, there's, there's no parking. Let me, they, I mean, they, but, they scan the block for parking how, spots? How do they look for a street sign? How do they look to turn right? I mean, yeah, they scan. They have the, yeah. the car's going to have cameras. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, but but are, are they able to say like, oh, here's a spot. It's not red. Right. I can back in there. Well, like, how does it this read the sign? You, you can't park here. For, how do you know right. what, what this is? Like, oh, that, that's the stuff I, I'm really curious about, especially because in the city, in the suburbs, whatever you pull in a parking lot, it's all good. You pull in the driveway, but in the city, you can't do that. Very interesting. So uh, you know, or, and even more importantly, even if they're dropping you off, even if it's just like like an Uber, yeah, like. Are you double parking? How do you know? Is there signs? Construction? They dropping you off? Is there a bus behind you honking at you? Am I getting out in traffic? Like I, this is the stuff I want to know. I think that's easily solvable. Uh, um, I think I, I would be more concerned of like what's going to happen when it's when I'm looking at a red light or I'm looking at a yellow light that's about to turn red and what yep. the car's going to do. I'm more concerned with yeah, that. Yeah, you know, the car's going to like can, is the car going to make cars like I can make it? <laughs> <You> know, <I laughs> or know. like I can't make it? Yeah. Uh, or are we talking about all the time the ethical questions? You know, there, there's, exactly. there's, a, there's, a, there's a dog on one side. Mm-hmm. And a little kid in the other, mm-hmm. like what's going to happen, mm-hmm. or, or or us, yeah, you know. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yes, indeed. Um, moving forward, Google Palooza, uh, Google Messenger is has a new app. They've they've gotten rid of. I think they've got. Well, I still use the, the not G Chat, but the, uh, the Google Hangouts. But they've got this new app coming, which allows which is sort of like a mix between Messenger and Snapchat and Insta and all these other things. Um, it doesn't really allow for for advertisers to get up in there, but they the way it works and sort of incorporating search and what you're talking, how you're talking, it seems to have people excited. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't have to make of it. What do, what, do, what do you? I mean, the whole. I mean, you look at the iPhone and the whole messaging um, capabilities that we're able to do now. Yeah, what that's creating for new developers and various apps that are out there. You know, it's creating a new a new business, a new industry. And I think that Google wants to be a part of that. Like Snapchat, obviously, is in that in that industry. 
Uh, Facebook is in that industry. So Google being as ubiquitous as it is cannot not be in the industry. Right. So I think having you know their own messaging service, and obviously they have their own phones, but having their own messaging service that allows for this type of communication where you, you are able to use stickers and various um, other pieces of content to sell. Um, for instance, like if I use a sticker of a, of a Starbucks um, cup, you know, that in a way that's promoting Starbucks to whoever I'm sending it to, even though it's like a, just a sticker and I'm like, hey, I want some coffee and I send you a sticker. Like in a way that's marketing still of the, of the product. And so I think utilizing those type of things, I think will will take them a long way. And I think that's what that's what Apple's doing. That's what Facebook's doing and Snapchat. Yeah. So, hey, they want to get they want to get that to get in front of those eyeballs, too. So cool. I'm mad at it. All right. Um, do you want to? Talk about our friends at, at 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 GA. Sure, 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 man. We got some we got some really good stuff happening with General Assembly. Um, and if you're looking for a career in tech, maybe it's in business or data design or maybe even marketing, you're trying to get that promotion or maybe even a raise to excel in your career. You need the 21st century training and skills, and General Assembly is the place to be. It's the largest and most respected school worldwide for people seeking to grow their talents and master the marketplace. And whether it's learning remotely online or in person at one of their beautiful campuses, you can join the 350,000 people who have already gotten the training needed to propel careers in tech and business. More than 2,500 companies hire GA graduates with 99% of graduates who participate in GA's career services, land a new role in their field within six months of training um, of starting their, their job search. Excuse me. I think that is amazing. So again, that's landing a role in the field within six months of starting their job search. So take control of your talent and career now and find out more at ga.co slash geek. That's ga.co slash geek, G-W-E-K. Enter the promo code geek to save on your first class workshop or event. Once again, that's ga.co slash geek, code word geek. General Assembly is the place to be, y'all. General Assembly, online, or beautiful campus, learn to trade. Uh, while we're here, I, I, I do want to talk to you about Audible. Audible is actually one of my favorite things in the world because I love audiobooks. Um, and Audible is, I, you know, I, I consume a lot of podcasts. If you listen to this, you probably consume podcasts as well. So I like to, to listen to my books as well. Um, Audible is a situation where you can... Uh, have an unmatched selection of audiobooks. You can check it out um, anytime. Uh, it's your best source for, for in-traffic entertainment, as they call it. Uh, you can do it through the Audible app. It makes listening a breeze. It features like chapter na- features like chapter navigation, narration, speed control. You can listen to it fast as you want, so you can slow it down. You can do double speed, try and get through a book faster, because some of these books are like 13, 14 hours long. Um, you can even share your favorite audio excerpts with friends. If you like the part of the book, a funny part of the book, you can send that out as, as a clip, which is great to get other members involved. It's really cool. And also... Audible members have free to, to short stories, ad-free podcasts, news, comedy, and more. Um, if you listen to anything at all, you should check out Audible, even as a way to listen to podcasts. It's actually a great way to do that. Um, if it, And me, like because I listen to everything right now, I'm listening to the CAA book. Uh, Powerhouse on mm-hmm. CAA, which is a, which is a great which is a great book. I'm listening to that. It's an it's an oral history, so it's really great. Listen, yeah. to listen to that way. But if you have any suggestions or what 
I or what we should be listening to, uh, please tweet at us at Joe K. Braswell or at Achilles Shine. Um, uh, hashtag Audible GNT. Let us know what we should be listening to because we need some suggestions. Uh, but check out Audible today. Uh, today you can start a 30-day trial. Download your first audiobook for free. Go to audible.com slash GNT to get started. That's audio.com slash GNT for a 30-day free trial and get some books. Man, get your knowledge up. Yes. Uh, you know, scripted, not scripted. Uh, fiction or non-fiction. I was going to say scripted or non-scripted. But it's all scripted because they're books. Anyway, um, moving forward, uh, I like this story a lot. Facebook is expanding its campaign to combat hate speech. Again, we kind of, this is what I touched on earlier with the thing. These tech companies sort of getting involved in things. Uh, so Facebook and Google have their own giant think tanks. Uh, I don't think Facebook's is called. Google's is called Jigsaw. It sounds like an organization. But uh, And in these think tanks, they've, they've, they've come to the realization that, you know, you can't really, you can't really stop hate speech. In other words, people recruiting you know, people for ISIS or or hate groups. You can't really stop that chatter with censorship. Before it was like you just shut them all down. The minute you hear anything, shut them all down. So what they're doing, they're trying something called uh, these counter narratives. You know, count, you know, counter narratives, counter, you know, uh, counter posts to sort of uh, to to combat that. And I, and I think this is an interesting way to go about it without having people scream censorship. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it's an interesting way to go about it in the sense that they're even offering uh, marketing money, marketing dollars to be able to help, you know, offset some of this negative um, negative commentary that we find a lot, you know, on social media. And I, I, I like the fact that they're willing to put their, their money where their mouth is in the sense that they'll help promote, um, you know, a, a more positive environment. And, and still, you know, it's still for those that want to be, um, salacious with their speech and, and, and say, you know, destructive things. Yeah. I mean, they still have the right to do that. But in terms of it, how it's received, um, that's being offset because you're having a, a, a louder and larger bullhorn that's, you know, like you said, uh, misdirecting that, that type of languaging. It's essentially, you know, reducing it. So yeah. I like it. I would love to be a fly on the wall or, uh, or, or be involved in, the, in one of those think tanks the jigsaw think tank like what, mm. what, i just i would love to see what those people are talking about um right at time i'm trying to I'm gonna go through these quick hits usually use these last stories as quick hits uh just your, just your thoughts on them real quick apple is in talks to buy mclaren why and what do you think of that i mean it's it's always been uh at least a theory at this point that apple wants to get in the automotive business and they want to get into the autonomous you know car yeah. business well, mclaren mclaren's and, uh, like i mean because mclaren mclaren is I mean, they have the they have the top tier, you know, uh, engines and what they're doing in terms of yeah, they represent excellence. And I think having that that brand marriage with Apple makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, And not just that, McLaren, you know, supplies a lot of its parts to other vehicles. Yeah. And so you know, they might be the most technological, technologically savvy to pair with Apple. But there's been no confirmation as to what you know. What they might do, but I think it's great. I think and, it's cool, and, and it could have had a lot to do, like I said, with other parts they're using. Could be mm-hmm. a lot about, about their assembly line process, mm-hmm. how how they put together their cars, where they put together their cars, all these other factors. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean uh, McLarens. We'll see with the Apple sign on McLarens as is, because right. they're talking about a, making a whole new car that we don't know about. Right. So that's interesting. Uh, AT and T wants to make every telephone pole an ultra fast wireless hotspot. It's a it's a really smart idea to take existing telephone poles yeah. and then put place. Like not built up building these giant towers everywhere. You take yeah. the existing poles, drop a thing on top of it, and we have wireless everywhere, which will be akin to like what you see in Japan or Europe mm-hmm. or other countries. Uh, that sounds good to me, except for the part about AT and T dominating everything. But you know, it's either them or Google. 
Hey, I think this is an excellent idea. I mean, we talk about infrastructure. Like, yeah, why not use the infrastructure that's already there and augment it or change it slightly versus right. like start from scratch and like, you know, laying fiber all across the oceans of, of, of the of the planet or, you know, do, doing it in terms of building more more towers or putting satellites up and all that stuff. I think having having that incorporation Having that incorporated into what's already standing, I think, is a great solution. I, I'd be interested to see how competitive it would be because if it's just AT&T doing it, like how would the other other big guys get involved in that? And then um, how would you protect it? You know, right. how, how would you maintain that it that it's fluid and it's work working? And yeah, but I, I can see I can see it. Like I, I, when I when I read this article, I was like, yeah, this is actually really great suggestion. Yeah. Like, Wonder why this hasn't been explored, you know, yeah. years ago. You know, I, think, so. I think it has probably to do with just the the sheer manpower of outfitting those. It has to do with what telecom companies own what. Like, can you just get up on poles and put stuff on there? Like, why can't Verizon do it? Why can't right. AT and T? Like, exactly. so all of that stuff regionally must be something one or another. Uh, but it, I think I agree, it's really interesting. Um, Yahoo just disclosed that over five hundred million people's accounts were stolen, huh? And de- and done by a state. Um, a state-funded, or I forget what, what, the, what, the, what the phraseology is, uh, a state-sponsored sponsored actor, hmm. meaning like Russia or China, um, or North Korea or South Korea. Right. Uh, and that's that's scary, it, especially with, the thing I find about that's interesting is uh, Verizon just bought Yahoo. No, but, not yet. Oh, oh, really? The deal's, the deal's being done. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was going to say they, they, they're doing that deal and Yahoo didn't disclose that. Oh, by the way. Yeah. But... Uh, that's a big deal now. Now Yahoo says, "Don't worry, no financial information has been stolen." But I don't believe them. I don't believe them. Five hundred million. I don't believe anything they have to say. And the fact that they said, they said, I think we just found this out last week. I don't uh, believe that either. Uh, you were, false. you were, you were with keeping that information because you're trying to get the deal done with Verizon. Of course. And having that information is is actually going to smear smear the brand. It's going to make. It's going to devalue the brand. And why would anyone want to buy it, knowing that? You, you you have this huge hack. You can't protect you know you can't protect people's rights and information. Like why would I want to be associated with that? Absolutely. So they kept that under under wraps for sure. And also, as we know, they they you know Yahoo went from being valued at sixteen billion dollars to selling for four point three billion or four point five. So yeah, who knows what this would have did to them? They, they might have been Man. in the M's. Exactly. You know, we could, <laughs> we could, we could have bought them <laughs> five hundred million. Exactly. <laughs> that's crazy. So, anyway, yeah, it's interesting. And last but not least, it looks like Nike finally has the self-lacing shoes as seen in Back to the Future. Uh, they're, they're, but they're really, you know, using them as a non-gimmicky thing. They're saying, like, this is some, some dope technology, and this is a really cool way to, you know, sort of, uh, I don't know. This is They're, they're making as, as as cool athletic-inspired technology and not, like, a gimmick. Yeah. What do you think? I think this is great. I mean, I, I'd be interested to see how it feels and what it does and, how it's able to differentiate when I'm actually exercising or when I'm just chilling, sitting down, or like if, if like how how tight I need the laces or how loose I need the laces. Like, but I love the fact that I love the fact that it's able to do that. And man, I, it's just crazy thinking that you know that's the, what was presented in Back to the Future is is a reality now. Um, even though it's not the same exact shoe, but the fact that you know you have to plug in your shoes. That it's that it's like that to me is yeah. crazy. It has a light on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's it's kind of goofy, but you know, I don't know. Hey, I mean, the video looked pretty fresh though. But that stuff where like, all that like, the stuff comes up in the shoe is that is that real? That's real. That's wow. real. Yeah, that's real. What does the shoe cost? Nine hundred dollars? Man, probably like uh, your electric bill for the year. <laughs> I mean, that's anyway interesting. All right, uh, I think that's it. That's all we got. 
Um, that's all we got for this week. A um, lot, lot of stuff, man. Google. Google's just staying in the news. That's a lot of announcements. I, so I guess by next week, by next time we come on, we'll have a better idea of at least come close to what's going on with um, with what you call it, with uh, the Google's announcement. But Absolutely. Um, that, that's all we got. Um, I don't know. Where, where can the people find you, Akili? Yo, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And where can the good folks find you? Uh, on Snapchat, at Joe K. Braswell. On Instagram and Twitter, at Joe K. Braswell. And uh, right here. So that's all I got. Check us out. Thank you for joining us to GNT. Um, we will see you next week. Yes, sir. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Gianna Hopkins, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. I've read like two... Views expressed here are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.